Hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you join me for another set of seven, day 350 out of 365 days, meaning there's only 15 days to go. I am so pumped for the completion of our Bible plan. It feels like, man, we're so close. We can taste the finish line. Let's talk about what scriptures we're going to be reading today, and then we're going to show you which can or bottle of coffee we have for you for day seven. Psalm 144, verse 1 to 8. Revelation, chapter 7, verse 1 to 17. And the book of Malachi, chapter 2, verse 17, verse 4, uh, chapter 4, sorry, to verse 6. Those are all in the descriptions below as well on every platform that you are listening or watching to. Okay, now, for the last two uh, seven-day completions... I have had our good friend's Mount Atkinson's whiskey barrel um, thing, can, coffee. It's been great. And I thought, why depart from tradition? Why, why change? Why not just keep it exactly the same? So for today, we also have Big West Energy. We have our Mount Atkinson Coldy whiskey-aged barrel cold brew coffee because why not? It is literally the best thing that I've had all year. And... It's, it, it, I just think, why, why would you not have more of a good thing when you can have a good thing? So, cheers. Oh, I mean, honestly, it just, and I genuinely mean this. I'm not hyping this up. I'm not sponsored. I could have been this year sponsored, but I haven't been by anybody. It just genuinely is the best coffee cold brew coffee I've ever had in my life. It's so good. It's so good. It is it is so good. It's a thousand out of ten today. That's it for the brew. Let's get into the Bible. <laughs> the reason that we are here. If you were to list down all of your struggles in your life, what would they be? I wonder if we got everyone to do this activity, what the common trends would be. Maybe it would come down to a few things. Maybe it would be wrestling with some sort of temptation, anxiety, fear, depression, maybe financial stress, work, health battles. There might be a few more on this list. And in Psalm today, we see this cry for help before the battle. The original context of the Psalm is a physical battle. However, through the lens of the New Testament, we see that actually the battles that we face today are not physical, they are spiritual. Look at how God is described in this passage. God's described as my rock, my fortress, a stronghold, a deliverer, my refuge. This is so true of the God that we worship. And if it's not true, of the God that you worship, I would urge you to reconsider who God is to you because the God that we serve is strong and is able to help you in the middle of whatever battle that you find yourself in today. In Revelation today, we jump back into the unveiling of history that Jesus brings. Tomorrow, we actually read about the seventh seal. Today, though, we see there's a significant reassurance that's given to God's people. Whatever takes place around you, your eternal security is not in doubt. Your eternal, eternal security is not in doubt. For we have been given the seal of the living God. What we see in Revelation today is 144,000 uh, referred to in verses 1 to 8. And, and then also we see the unnumbered multitude in verses 9 to 17. Now, it's believed that these are actually the same group, but from two different perspectives. The first is God's people that are assembled on the earth. And the second they are assembled before God in heaven with their struggles and battles behind them and in the past. This is reflective of the way that life is. Here on earth, we have our battles, but we also have one another. In heaven, 
when we assemble, the battles and struggles will be behind us. Before us will stand the king. The number 144,000, it's not believed to be a literal number, but more of a symbolic number. Uh, The nature of the symbolism is that it's the entire people of God throughout history. John sees them as a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne in front of the Lamb. This is the picture that gets me excited. Every people group, every person, no matter gender, status, ethnic group, will stand before the Lord and worship the Lamb of God. What a beautiful, beautiful image of the kingdom of heaven. And finally today in Malachi, we see the end of the last book of the Old Testament ending with the expectation of the coming of the one who will prepare the way for the Lord. This is actually how John the Baptist is described in the book of Luke. Jesus said that he is the Elijah who is to come in Matthew 11, 14, 17, 12 to 13, and Mark 9, 12 to 13. All of those are up on screen. You can check those out. Malachi, though, calls the people to prepare for the day of the Lord's coming, which is described by this awesome term called the refiner's fire. This is what happens when the fire of the Holy Spirit hits us. The refiner's fire refines us, refines our attitudes, our desires, our thoughts, our conversations, so that we would be rid of our sinful nature and behavior, instead glorifying through refining We would glorify God and God alone. We also see a mention of the tithe. Now, this is a simple yet contentious topic within the culture of the world right now and possibly forever in all of history. The tithe in our scripture today is a kind of ecclesiastical income tax that went to the maintenance of the temple and its staff. In addition, the people also, we see, gave above the tithe in a variety of ways like hospitality and gifts to the poor and then also things called free will offerings. This is what was important to the believer. It's that we would give our tithe as expected, but that we would actually do so more out of out of a position of generosity and not under compulsion to give. It's the spirit of generosity that matters. It's what God wants us to see. Uh, so it's what God wants to see us do is live with a spirit of generosity, bringing that first 10% back to him saying, God, I put you first in my finances. I bring the tithe as an expectation, but I live with generosity, bringing free will offerings and being generous to the poor and having my home open in hospitality. We see in today's passage that Malachi actually accuses the people of robbing the Lord by their failure to get their giving sorted out. He urges them to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse without withholding anything. This is also where we actually find the only time God says that we can test him. Interestingly, it's around the area of finances. So how do we sort our giving out? Well, we first have to start by understanding how important giving is to God, how important generosity is to God. When it comes to giving our tithe, what do we do? There, there are some people who debate is it should it be our tithe be given to a local church, my local church, a church, a parachurch organization? I think that it should be prioritized based on scripture, it should be prioritized giving to the church that you attend, which is the equivalent of the temple that we worship God in. So wherever your home church is, that's where the tithe should go. But then on top of that, of course, places like World Vision or other child sponsor areas, that's generosity, that's us helping the poor. Uh, other other things like helping parachurch organizations uh, like Here and Now Ministries, which is what we do here for the Daily Brew, uh, that, that wouldn't be considered your tithe. That would be a free will offering that you would give out of the generosity of your heart. 
of course, everything that people have given to us to support us in any season of our lives has been so appreciated and, and so treasured. Uh, that's not a plug, by the way, to give us anything. Unless you feel as though that's something that you'd like to do, there's ways on the website that you can find out how to do that. But this is a free resource, completely free, so people can engage with the Word of God. But after we understand how important it is to give to God and we prioritize giving to the church that we attend, we then need to make sure we don't rob God of being generous on top of that. We need to ensure that we do actually live life generous. Those with much can help those with few. Isn't it interesting how when you travel around, maybe you've never seen this before, but as you travel around, it's often the people who have not much that end up being more generous than those who have a lot. I heard it said once uh, in a debate that the reason why people who have a lot have a lot is because they don't give anything away. And I think that's not how the kingdom of God works. That if we give away our lives, that's when we'll gain it. That's what we see. When we lose our lives, that's when we find it. And I think the same is true of our finances. If we give generously, we can expect God to throw open the floodgates of heaven over our lives. And again, God said to test him in it. So why don't you set up for a new year a way just to sit with God and, and test him in it. However you want to, go hard. Have some fun. Let me know how it goes. I'm interested to see. Three, two, Verse three. of the day. Verse of the day today, Malachi chapter 4 verse 2 says, But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its rays, and you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. I don't know about you, man, but that sounds like a lot of fun. Frolicking like a well-fed calf. We need to ensure that we revere God's name. That's actually the main part of this, but uh, if you like mental imagery, just Photoshop your face on a well-fed calf and picture yourself frolicking in a field. But we need to ensure that we revere God's name. Revere means a deep respect or admiration for something. My question simply for you is, do you revere the name of God? And that is it for the Daily Brew Day 350 of 365 days done and dusted. Thank you so much for joining me. No matter where you are around the world, I pray God's blessing on you as you read scripture. I pray that you see more of him in these words that are written on paper. But more than that, you would see more of yourself in the mirror of God's word as who God has actually created you to be. A massive thank you to everyone on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. As always, thank you so much for following along the podcast, rating it five out of five. And on uh, Spotify, do that, Apple Podcast, yep. YouTube is the next one. Thank you for subscribing, liking this devotional video, and sharing it with anybody who you think it could bless. Hey, as we bring this podcast to a close, as we bring this devotional to a close, please think about who this would bless. If you found this helpful, or if you found this being something that's helped you go further, please make sure you share it with someone uh, who would benefit from it as we come into a new round of 365 days. Until tomorrow, hey, I'm not going to see you for another seven days. Probably the next time I see you is going to be, I'm going to be in Melbourne uh, for that final week uh, before, well, the second to last week. So uh, we'll probably do a couple of devotionals there and then we'll finish back here for day 365. But enjoy the next seven days. Tea Week is coming up. Annalise is going to be here tomorrow. Hey, make sure you show her some love, okay? I know that you do. She's brilliant. We'll see you tomorrow. I won't see you tomorrow. She'll see you tomorrow. I say I'd point that way because I think she's over there. Anyway, hey, stop talking. Wrap it up. If it's the start of your day, have a great rest of your day. Unless it's sleep time. Good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for another day of The Daily Brew.